Thank you so much. Uh, greetings in Jesus' name. Are you well? Uh, please just check if there's a pulse with your neighbor. Are they alive? Are they breathing? And if they are, tell them today is your day. Today is the day that the Lord has made uh, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I am glad that uh, this is uh, November. Welcome to November. November is a wonderful month because it's uh, for K3C. It is a vision, it's a vision month. It's a vision casting month. It's a time when we look back at things that the Lord has done in our lives. Uh, we look back and we celebrate about all the things that God has done. But we also look forward uh, at all the things that God is possibly going to do in the years ahead. I know that in the month of November there are some people who are growing beards. Some people called men are saying that they are not going to shave their beards uh, up until 30th or 31st of, is it 30th of November. Any men here doing the, uh, the, the Movember challenge? If I, I tell you, if I was to do it, you people would not recognize me. I, I, I would walk in here and you think, hey, huh? there's, a, there's an apostle in the neighborhood. But we bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You're all looking good and wonderful. And I thank the Lord for your life. I tell you that uh, whenever and you have come to a place in your life, and uh, the best things that you ever could imagine in your life are in the past that is a dangerous place when you go back and you begin thinking oh how those days were so lovely oh i wish we could go back to those days when we used to dance like in a certain manner some of you are, have, have you ever been like have you ever thought, talked like that yeah some people were not very honest here today but this is what the book of Ecclesiastes says. Ecclesiastes chapter number 7. It says, do not say, why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise. Ecclesiastes 7 and verse number 10. Any person who is stuck in the old and the things that have passed and are thinking that that is the best that their life will ever be is not a wise man. In fact, the scripture says that a people without a vision, they perish. Without a hope and an expectation of something greater and something bigger, things happen and we end up losing focus completely. So this month of November is going to be about looking back, indeed celebrating all the things that God has done, but also looking forward. Looking forward. Our series is titled Time and Chance. Time and Chance. And this is also taken from the book of Ecclesiastes. We're not going to be tackling so much the book of Ecclesiastes, but uh, this, this is the theme for this, uh, for this particular month. These two verses, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 10 and 11. And I will go and read it. It says this, whatever your hand finds to do, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Somebody say, do it with all your might. For there is no activity or planning or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol where you are going. I like it that the Bible says you are going. <laughs> Turn your neighbor and say you are going there. Oh, oh, oh. How do they look at you? It is a truth where we are going. There is no activity. There is no planning. There is no knowledge. There is nothing in Sheol. Therefore, the Bible says in verse number 11, I again saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift and the battle is not to the warriors or to the strong. Neither is bread to the wise or wealth to the discerning nor favor to men of ability. For time and chance overtake them all. Time and chance overtake them all. I say again, time and chance happen to them all. To each one of us, God has given time and God has given opportunity. He has given, he has given chance that we may do something with our lives that will be of tremendous import, that will be of, uh, of, of import into eternity. And it is for you and for me, therefore, to have and to see and to understand this, that we have a set number of times or we have a set time on this earth 
we have a set time. The Bible says in Job chapter 14 and verse 5, it says, Since his days are determined, the number of his months is with you, and his limits you have set, so he cannot pass. Bible says that God has determined our days. He has determined our months. He has determined our, our limits. And we cannot pass them. It means that even though you may wake up in the morning and go for jogging every morning, you cannot increase the number of years or days that you will have. Hello? It means that even if you diet, you watch your diet, you're eating only vegetables. Nothing cooked, no meat, no nothing. You cannot lengthen the days that you are here. You cannot. The Bible says that even though you worry, you cannot even add a hair to your head. There is nothing that you can do that can extend the time. If that time is set, then it behooves us to live and to use that time with all of our abilities and all of our might. My Bible tells whatever your hand finds to do, do it with what? All of your might. Do it with all of your might. For there's we cannot add anything else. And then the Bible tells us, after this realm is over, when we are finished here, there is nothing beyond there. There is no activity. There is nothing that can help us after here. So it is in this realm that we need to utilize all our might. All our might should be put into the business of the kingdom of God. And in this month of November, we have normally talked about uh, various things. Last year in November we said our series title was Arise and Build. How many remember that? We talked about arising and building and we encouraged you to come and to arise and to begin doing things in the house of God. We said 2019 is coming and we need to arise, we need to build so that 2019 looks good and that there are things in our uh, the, the, the abilities the resources that god has given us is used for the glorification of his kingdom in 2019 he promised us in 2019 that there would be expansion that we would be expanded and i tell you that there are things that have happened i want to share with you some things because this month is one of these months that we're going to be asking you uh, to do more than what you have been doing in this month, we're going to be, as, as we come towards the end of the month, we're going to be challenging you to do greater than what you have been doing. But before we do that, we want to celebrate what the Lord has done. We want to look at some of the things that have happened. I want to say that we have arisen in our giving. And this can only be seen in our month, our year-on-year year giving. In the year 2017, this is what we were giving per month. We were doing 2.8 million per month. In the year 2018, the giving, your tithes and your offerings was, was 3 million per month. Now in the 10 months of 2019, it has risen to 3.2 million per month. I want to say, God bless you because you have been arising in giving your tithes and your offerings to the house of the Lord. Had it not been for this, we would not be able to do tremendous ministries, the ministries that we have been doing. And you're going to be seeing some of those ministries. But people have arisen and people have said we are doing something and we are giving to the house of the Lord. Why? Because the kingdom of the Lord must move on. It must be encouraged. And therefore I want to encourage you, I want to thank you, I want to say God bless you for the things that you have been doing. For how you have been doing these things. God bless you. We have not only arisen in the times of tithes and our offerings, but we have also arisen in even the projects, some of the projects that we talked about. Last year we said that we wanted uh, to set up the children's church, especially the, our problem was the children's toilets. When we went over there, my friend, you would cringe when you walk into there and you see the kind of of toilets that our children were, 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 were using. Now, after you have given, and I believe you have given in the tune of 800,000, can you, yes, 800,000 has gone towards uh, the, re, the, 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 the reestablishment and, and the refurbishment of the toilets there and the Sunday school block. Now the Sunday school block is shining, it's wonderful, it's looking, in fact, the toilets are so nice that you can even eat in there. Hey, have you been there? Any one of you been there? 
beautiful, wonderful things. Why? Because somebody arose to the, to the challenge that we gave to you. We said, rise, let us build. And indeed, it has been changed. Not only has it been done there, but the women, you women, in your bathrooms down here, you, you can testify. Can you testify? Or are those things that we're not meant to talk in church? Ah, the, uh, I never walked in there, by the way, but I knew, I had, I heard <laughs> that things were not very good with the ladies down there. Buenas, if you were sana. But look, there was somebody that arose and gave, and such has happened. Tandaza Trust has been a part and parcel. Look at what the Lord has been doing in and among us. We have a, a great vision for Tandaza Trust. We're saying that we want to remove all street children, any street families. We don't we want them to give them a, a, a future and a hope. Those ones who are drug addicts, the hopeless, the lowest, the least, the last. We want to take them out and give them something in the name of Jesus. And listen, we started 2018, uh, we ended 2018 with 75 beneficiaries. We were dealing with 75 beneficiaries. Now, in the year 2019, in November, we are dealing with 250 beneficiaries. Why? Because of the faithfulness of you people here. That you are arising and you are doing things. You are showing the way. Ah, there is a thing that God has done and God is doing. And it is because of your faithfulness in arising to the things and to the call that we have made. And God is going to do tremendous and mighty things. There are things that are still happening. But I ask us to celebrate what God has been doing. In other areas, even just not involving money. Sunday school, we have Sunday school shepherds. People who have been teaching our children. People have arisen. They never knew, we never understood, we never thought that we could teach children. But now they are teaching Sunday school. There are people among us here who never imagined that they would love children. They are now loving children, teaching children the word. In fact, if there was a ministry that I would be in if I was not here teaching the adults, because you adults are very stiff-necked sometimes, I would be in the children's department because there they receive the word with readiness and willingness. And they have their whole lives ahead of them to bring it to pass and to bear fruit for the kingdom of God. Oh, some shepherds have come and have arisen. Some people who are not teaching are there and now shepherding. Oh, we have people who are leading worship now. In the past, there were people, we would meet them in the streets there saying hi to them. And we never knew that they could carry a key. Now, they're not only carrying keys, they're leading us in worship. In the year 2019, we have seen people. Some of you, am I, am I speaking the truth? There are some people who you met there and you never, eh, I never knew you could sing. Now they are leading worship. They have arisen to the call of arise and build. We have seen people who are hosting services, even e-services. Eh? Did you hear that? Technologically savvy. We are not joking. Eh? We are e-service, e-e-e-hosting. We are there. And there are people who are reading and doing these things. People who we never would have imagined. By the way, you know, whenever you come and you host, hosting is not easy. When you stand here and you see the sea of eyes, that are looking at you. All of a sudden, if you are like, you know, you feel like you are melting and you are going. And you, you know, you need to be helped. That there are people who would stand here and speak and tell us things. They have arisen. Are you able to arise? Are you able to arise? People who have been in prayer, the prayer ministry, there are people who have arisen and are praying. Not only on Sunday, they are praying on Fridays. They are praying throughout the week for the sake of this ministry. Men and women who are dedicated to prayer. People have arisen and are praying. We bless the Lord that in 2019 there have been people praying. Oh yes, there have been people who have been doing ushering, mighty ushering. And I tell you, I love the ushers, not only because my wife is an usher. But the ushers are, are wonderful, beautiful people because she is one of them. Hallelujah. There are people who come to this church because of the ushers. Because somebody met you with a grin from ear to ear. And they welcomed you and they put you in a seat. They showed you love. You were not even greeted from the house that you came from. But somebody, a stranger, greeted you and told you, welcome. Ah, it is good to see you. Nobody has told you it is good to see you. It is only on Sundays that you hear it on, with the ashes. Hallelujah. I don't know if you are hearing me, brothers and sisters. People have arisen. 
and people are hosting people. Sarah's treasure has been coming up. We bless the Lord for Sarah's treasure. The things that God has been doing with Sarah's treasure, with King's men, with Ndoa Halisi, men and women have been rising up to the challenge. And we are saying, oh, how wonderful it is to behold. How wonderful it is to behold. We celebrate the fact that there has been expansion. Because God told us that he was going to expand us. We celebrate the fact that he's expanding us. He's expanding us in many areas. One of those areas is in our weekend services. In our weekend services at K3C here. At the end of 2018, we had 805 people who were coming to our weekend service. Now, we have 930 people. 930 people, an increase of 125 individuals coming new and part and parcel of this church. An, an increase of 15%. God has begun to expand us. You know, sometimes we come to church and we don't know, we don't realize these things. And we, with the words that come forth, you, you, you know, you, you wonder, is anything happening? There is something happening. Touch your neighbor and say, there is something happening. There is something that is happening. We have increased by 125 people. Uh, there are people who are, we, are, we are moving forward. Not only is K3C growing, but even our other churches, we have other church plants around the city. And the other church plants are City Lighters, uh, TCC Kawangwara, TCC uh, Kitengela. Even them, they, at the beginning of the year, they had 185 people at, in December. But now, there are 530 people all in attendance. An increase of 345. In fact, it's a 186% increase. God is doing something in the midst of his church. When people begin to arise and to begin to believe that God is calling us, there is something that happens. And we give God the glory. We give him the glory. We give him the praise. These are fairly impressive numbers. When we consider these things and other churches and what other churches are going through, these are very impressive numbers. However, I must say, we have done it and we have not used, we have not done it with all of our might. Imagine for a moment that you and I had done all that we did with all of our might. Where would we be? Imagine for a moment if we could move and increase by such an amount and we were not doing the things that we are doing with all of our might. Where would we be if we had used all of our might? Where would we be? We would be somewhere that my friends, other churches would be wondering about. Our heartland as K3C is very, is very interesting. There's a picture of it that is going to come forth here. This is our heartland. If you know our heartland, this is it. Um, you see the road over there? This is uh, Uhuru Highway. It goes up into Waiakiwe. And from Waiakiwe to James Gishuru. James Gishuru all the way, Kingara Road. Ngong Road, Ngong Road, uh, Valley Road, Valley Road. Uhuru Highway. Bam. Dead in the center there is what? Kileleshua Covenant Community Church. That here is our heartland. This is the place that God has given us. You and I and many others uh, are moving and mongering inside here. We live, we move, we have our being in this neighborhood, in this place around here. And God has said, where your feet have trodden, that I have given to you. Let me suggest to you, we have done a survey. There is 300,000 people who live and work and dwell in this place. 300,000. Now there are some churches. I know you can see Parklands Baptist and Nairobi Baptist. Those ones are there indeed. But God has given us the mandate. This one is our heartland. Those ones, the people who are there, are ours. Our vision and our dream is to take only 10% of that 300,000. Right now, we are how many? We are 1,000. Can God not give us 30,000? Hello? Can God not give us 30,000? He can give us 30,000. We are looking for 30,000. We want 30,000. We want to plant churches if at all we need to. We plant a church in, at, 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 at Junction. We can plant another church at Prestige. We can plant another church somewhere up ABC Place. We can plant another church. 30,000. That is the number. 
Is God able to give us 30,000? Are we able to do it by ourselves? Hey, when you begin to think about it, we are only 1,000. You multiply that 300 times to get 300,000. 30,000. We want him to increase us into 30,000. And it is possible. God can do it. He is always setting up people. He has brought people to us that we are going to be doing these things for the glory of God. For the glory of God. There's four things that God has spoken to us about. For us to have this effect, for us to, have, to be able to overcome, for us to be able to be seen in this place and to give glory to God in this place, He's given us four things. Do you know this heartland? In this heartland, there are some things that are here. Do you know that state house is in that place? If God has given us state house, He has given it to us. And I say it unashamedly. I will announce it from the pulpits of KTN, Citizen, and every other Zen. That this is ours. It is for you and for me to take over. To occupy until he returns. I don't know if you are hearing me. It is for you and me to begin to occupy. State houses there. DOD headquarters is there. Ah, there should be no fracas in this country. Why? Because K3C is on the ball. Because these are heartland. Nairobi University, the next graduates, the next leaders of this nation ought to be people who are full of integrity and not corrupt. Why? Because they are in our neighborhood. I don't know if you're hearing me. God has put something within us. He has said, listen, you can take it over. You can rule and you can govern so long as your vision is for me. Four things. I want to talk about four things. The first thing is this. We need to disciple men and women with all of our might. We need to disciple men and women with all of our might. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all of your might. Why? You have time and you have chance. I want to tell you that many are coming to Jesus. Many are giving their lives to Jesus right now. As I look at the news, I look at people who are celebrities, who are giving their lives, have come to the realization that Jesus is king. And they're bowing their knees and they're coming to Jesus. They're coming in droves and in numbers. People come to Jesus. People do come. But the problem is that at critical turning points in their lives, they have nobody to walk with them. Nobody to disciple them. Nobody to tell them what they ought to do. At critical turning points of their lives. You may have gone to all manner of discipleship classes. You have attended them all. You have certificates that you have hung on your bedroom wall. They are there. But when the turning point comes, you need somebody to be able to help you. When I was a bit younger and I was looking for a wife, I went to one of our elders. He is sitting right here in front. And I went and told him, Elder Kiptoness, I want to get married. How do men get married? And he looked at me, interestingly, eh? Eh? do you have, uh, do you have uh, some idea of who you want? I said, I, I want to know. I want to know how men get married. Why did I want to know? Because it's not that I didn't know that you go up and walk to a girl and say, will you marry me? And she says yes and you have, have it. No. no. This thing is important. It's a turning point in life. And you have to know how it is that you do it. You must get godly counsel. Ah, somebody say godly counsel. You must have godly counsel in your turning points. And godly counsel will help you, will tell you, oh, by the way, watch out. The Bible does not tell you huh, how you will find a woman or how you will find a man. You can read the pages of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation and you will not find how you can marry a Kalenjin woman. It is not there. How then do you, do, do you make reality of this? You have to find other people who have walked ahead of you, who can tell you. And I went and I laid my, 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 my pride on the line. I said, Elder Kip, help me. I want to get married. How do you do it? And he helped me. He told me, by the way, hmm? do A, B, C, and D. And I followed him. 
If you go A, I go A. B, B. C, C. Today the result of it is that I have, uh, I am happily married. <laughs> happily. One has to son. We need godly counsel. Godly. Godly counsel. Without it, you are in trouble. There comes a time when that marriage may go on to the rocks. Have you heard of the rocks? When the door, you open the door and hell is waiting for you on the other side. You walk in and it's like third world war has happened. And you're like, whoa, 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 I need to get out of this. What do you do at that turning point? What do you do? You need to find counsel. Godly counsel. Who will help you. Who will tell you. Who will counsel you. Who will guide you. The Proverbs, uh, uh, the Psalm, Psalm 1 and verse 1 says this. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. Who stands eh, not in the path of sinners. Who sits not in the seat of mockers. Blessed is such a man. Means the outcome of this man's life is blessed. The outcome produces something that is good if you happen and you operate in the counsel of the godly. Let me tell you, in the world, there's a counsel of the ungodly. When things are going wrong, you will hear all manner of things that you ought to do. They will tell you, slap that one. Do this one. Go to see her. Go and get cleansed. There's a witch doctor. There's a father. There's a, there's a guy we know who cleanses people. He is found in Dar es Salaam. Hey, they will tell you all manner of things. But godly counsel. We need to disciple men and women with all of our might. This is one of the ways that we will take over. It is by discipling men and women with all of our might. One of my cousins, he's, uh, uh, he, he has, uh, he has ab abilities, he has many friends, and uh, he, he, he happens, he, he frequents the pub uh, fairly much, actually fairly often. Every, almost every other day he is there in the pub. And he has, he has a group a cohort. And as they were busy uh, talking and whatever it is uh, over a glass of, uh, or, or of some tip, uh, I don't know, whatever it is that they drink there, uh, uh, they began to realize, hey, uh, we are friends here. One, one of their, their friends, uh, perhaps the father dies. And they say, okay, we are here, we are drinking together. Why don't we help? Let's put money together, we go for this funeral. And they would go for the funeral. My cousin has been around this country because of his drinking buddies. He, whenever a crisis like that happens, they all come together. They put their money together and they go as a group to go and be with the person who has had bereavement. These are people who are in the world. Have you heard of people in the Christian, Christian dome? When somebody dies, they tell you, God bless you. We will pray for you. May it go well. And they leave you. You go there by yourself. You bury by yourself. You come back by yourself. They don't even come and visit you. It's by yourself. What kind of people are we building? God is saying, we need to be disciples. disciples. We need to go. When people are going through the most difficult of times, that is when you need to be beside them. That is when you need to be walking with them. That is when these people, my friend, my cousin's friends, they hold on to him like he is bread, sliced bread. You couldn't tell him, you couldn't tell them off. They, he knows their homes, he knows their parents, he knows where they come from, all around the country. And it is not for the sake of Jesus, it is just for the sake of friendship. Can we do better? If we disciple with all of our might, the next time somebody in our congregation is dead, oh, can we all join there? Because when you are there, I have been in a funeral when I have seen his friends. And everybody is saying, hey, who are these? Can we join these people? Can we join? Can we join? They don't know it's a drinking club. <laughs> My friends, where are we as believers? God is saying we need to disciple men and women with all of our might. We take time. 
from your busy schedule. I know you have busy schedules. Hallelujah. You are so busy. Uh, touch, ask your neighbor, are you busy? How busy are you? Are you busy enough? No, you cannot be too busy to go and to cry with somebody, to go and stand with somebody, to go and, 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 and be with somebody. This is the difference. This is what makes the difference between the first early church and our church now. Oh, that we may disciple men and women with all of our might. Somebody say, all of your might. Second thing that we need to do is we need to pray with all of our might. <laughs> we need to pray with all of our might. Lately, I took a few days away to reflect on my life. When I was not here in church, I know I have met a few of you saying, hey, where were you? I have not seen you. Yes, I deliberately ran away from you. I deliberately ran away. And there is time that you need to run away. Even Jesus ran away from his, his disciples. Went to the mountain and he stayed there. I took time to go away and to reflect on my life. And when I was there, I began to realize some of the things that God has done in my life. Many of the prayers that I have made through the years, as I sat in silence in solitude, as I sat thinking, removing the phone from myself, removing the internet from my, my, my removing the television, removing books, and just being quiet before the Lord, the Lord spoke to me. And he began to show me the things that I have prayed, with, not with all my might, but have been answered. And I began to wonder, I said, wow, God, you are so faithful. God, you are so faithful that you would, you would do this for me. Even though I prayed, even some of these prayers were not, they were not done with utter faith. We believers have been given tremendous power to influence our circumstances. But many times we don't use it. Many times we don't use it. I felt God asked me a question. When you get to heaven, will you regret that you didn't use all the ammunition and all the firepower that I gave you? Will you regret it? And I began to wonder, I said, what, Jehovah? That's a hard one. Maybe I could regret. Because I stumbled upon a scripture in Isaiah chapter number 14 and verse number 16 that says that Men will look at the devil. They will look at this that is called the devil. And they will wonder, is this the man who shook empires? Who shook kingdoms? Is this the one? This is the one. I, is this the one really? And I had so much ammunition. I had so much firepower. God, you had given them to me, but I didn't know. This is the one. This one. I began to say, no, 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 no. Ah, we need to pray with all of our might. We need to pray with all of our might. James chapter 5 verse 16 says that the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. It is powerful and effective. It avails much power. When you sit somewhere praying, the prayer that you make avails much power. When we begin to pray in our heartland and we pray for state house, much power, tremendous power is availed. This country is the way it is. Why? Because we have not prayed with all of our might. This city is the way it is because we have not prayed with all of our might. And Jesus is saying, listen, I have given you all that you need. Won't you rise up now and begin to take your place? Yes, Mark chapter 11, verse 23 and 24 says, Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be taken up, be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that, he, that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. It will be granted him. I repeat, it will be granted him. If he believes, he asks, it will be granted him. Therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray, you ask, uh, believe that you have received them, and they will be granted you. Oh, Jesus. If we pray with all of our might, these things will be given unto us. They will be given unto us as we ask of God. They will come if we prayed with all of our might. What is it that would hold the kingdom of God back? Nothing absolutely, nothing absolutely. 
Nothing. In this neighborhood, nothing would hold the kingdom back. Oh, the king is looking for people who would pray like they mean it with all of their minds. But the third thing, the third thing that we need is to focus on the kingdom of God with all of our might. Focus with all of our might. You see, the kingdom of God has an agenda. The kingdom has an agenda. It is being unveiled day by day. Every day, God is working. We read a certain book called uh, uh, Experiencing God. And in Experiencing God, we rediscovered something. That God is always at work. Every time, everywhere we are, He is working. It means that we only have to identify where God is working. When we've identified there, we enter and we begin to work, to do the works of God. Enter in. Enter in. God is always working. Our focus. What is our focus and what are we doing? Let me ask you a question. What is it that you are working for? Actually, who are you working for? Many of us are working for ourselves. We are working for our children. We want to build up a big nest egg because we have read somewhere that a, 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 a person who is righteous leaves an inheritance unto his children's children's children. My friend, you, you cannot do it by yourself. It is God who gives you that ability. If you go stock up and pile up and think that you will not do anything else, oh, that one will be frittered away. It will be frittered away. But you have to understand that the kingdom of God comes first. We have to focus on the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is here. The Bible says it is as close to you as the very breath that you breathe. It is right here. It is near you. It is near you. It is here. Are you focused on the kingdom of God? Or are you focused on making money? Are you focused on making a name for yourself? Are you focused on making money for your children and for, for, for the others? My friend, there will come a problem. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God. And all his righteousness. And then it says on all these things. What is it that you're looking for? It comes under the category of all. All these things shall be added unto you. It shall be added unto you. You see my friends. Growing up in our house. My father was a civil servant. My mother is here with us today. Bless the name of Jesus for a wonderful woman. My mother was a, was, a, was a kindergarten teacher. And let me tell you a thing. When you, when you look at the salaries of civil servants in the 1980s and 1990s, me, I look at them and I wonder, I say, no, there's, a, there's, a, there's an incongruence. What they used to have, what they earned, and what, how we lived, there's something that does not add up. It just doesn't add up. In our house, we used to have relatives come. I think there was a beacon call that was on the roof. And everyone would have radar say, Hey, the Obuki house, that is where we are going. We would always, we would have relatives in our house. I cannot remember a single day sleeping in my bedroom by myself. There was always a company of angels. And they were there with us. And they would eat the same food. And they would drink the same, everything they were eating together. From where? That meager salary. That one. And I was wondering, how does God do his business? How does he do it? We used to enjoy bread. In fact, when bread was not sliced, was when it was beautiful. Because then you could slice your own. You're told, take one slice. Half loaf is one slice. That is one slice. And mom would be very keen. She'd be like, David, I told you once, I have only one slice, mom. One slice. The advent of sliced bread became a problem. Because now sliced bread has come. And you are told to take one slice. And once, this one slice, this one is not good enough. So you take one and stuff it in your mouth very quickly. You carry one and you stuff another one under here and you're going. She would not know. Maybe now is when she's learning. Because she would come to the kitchen and ask, that bread, what happened? I only took one slice. <laughs> but you know what happened. My friend, seek first the kingdom of God. 
the things that we saw and what I am today, where we went to school, the places that we have been in life, they cannot amount to what salaries that my father made. And he was not corrupt. Something about this God. When he says, seek first my kingdom, and all these things shall be added. Some of us are running after our own agendas. My friend, if you build it up, it will come down. But if the Lord builds it, hallelujah. If the Lord builds a house, if the Lord builds a house, are you hearing me? Pray, oh, focus on the kingdom of the Lord with all of your might. What does all of your might mean? It means using all, uh, uh, your might is your money. Your might is your money. Somebody say, your might is your money. Hey, put your money where your mouth is. When you're saying, I worship God, put your money where your mouth is. Hallelujah. Your might is your talent. Put your talent where your mouth is. Oh, there are people who are now quiet. They are quiet now in silence. Please, check if your neighbor has a pulse. Maybe they are passed out. Uh, whenever we talk about money, something happens. There's, a, there's something that happens around. But indeed, focus on the kingdom with all of your might. The fourth thing, and the last thing is this. It's a dynamic thing. It is called the sound. And many times we've talked about it. And many people have not understood. But the sound, the sound comes as we begin to do these things, these three things, as we are discipling men and women with all of our might, as we are focusing on the kingdom with all of our might, as we are praying with all of our might, then comes a divine move. It is called a divine move. It is, it is something that cannot be orchestrated, it cannot be planned, it cannot be choreographed by any human being. No human being can choreograph it. No human being can plan it. No human being can bring it to pass. It is divine. It is a divine reciprocity. It is called divine reciprocity. It is what God does ah, to a people who are seeking him. To a people who are worshipping him there comes what is called the sound of God. And I am saying here that God is saying that there is coming a sound. In Genesis chapter number 3, the Bible says in verse number 8, that as Adam and Eve were busy in, 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 in the fields, they were working. That was their worship. Their worship was work. As they were tending the gardens, as they were looking after the animals, as they were doing their things, God would periodically walk into the garden. And the Bible says that they had the sound of the Lord God as he began walking in the garden. My Bible tells me that it was in the cool of the day. Let me say that this particular word, this phrase, the cool of the day, in the Hebrew is one word. It's called ruach. Many times people imagine that God walk, walks only in the cool of the day. So you need to go and pray in the cool of the day. No. I think that if they rendered this translation correctly, you would understand that God is not limited by time. He is not limited by your praise. It's not after praise and worship that you have danced and you have knelt your knee that now Jesus and God begins to work. No. He operates in his own time. This says, in the cool of the day, that thing is ruach. Ruach is the breath or the wind of God. So, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the wind or the breath of God. They heard the breath of God. They heard a wind, which reminds me, have you read in your Bibles, Acts chapter 2 and verse number 2. There was a wind. There was a sound as though a wind was coming from heaven and it came to the upper room and they who were in the upper room were filled with the Spirit. I want to tell you that there is a sound that God makes. And He comes uninterrupted. You cannot orchestrate it. You cannot choreograph it. He will come. 
this church, as we are beginning to do these things, I tell you that there will be a sound of God in this place. That this place will be so filled with the presence, with people. People will be filled here. They will be hanging from the chandeliers. They will be hanging there. Just because they want to hear and to see the voice of God. Why? Because the people have done it with all of their might. And it will not be after a praise. It may just be the beginning of the sermon. It may be at the beginning of the first song that the Spirit of God checks in. It is not choreographed. It cannot be planned. The service planners, we have people who plan services here. They plan them and they say at this time we will do an altar call. My friend, with, this, with God, God doesn't require time to do altar call. He will meet you where you are when you're seated there. He will convict you where you are when you're seated there. It doesn't require that there has to be an altar call because God is present in a sound. And I'm telling you that they, we are going to be hearing the sound of angels' wings brushing one another. In this place, there was a place that I was in worship at one time. And as we were worshiping, we were singing. I, I, I was struck because there was something that was in the room that was not normal. There was something that I sensed that was in the room and I couldn't put my finger on it. It was like the Lord was present. I had to keep quiet because I could hear voices. Have you ever heard voices? Men of God, women of God. Some people may say that you are going mad. I was hearing voices and I was looking and it was like there was, a, there was an angelic choir in the room. And they were singing a song. And this song, I tried to sing it, but I couldn't sing it. But they were here with us and the room was interesting. Why? Because God had checked in. And I want to say that when we are doing our prayer with all our might, when we are focused on the kingdom of God with all of our might, when we are discipling men and women with all of our might, God checks in in a way that he has never done before. In John chapter number 5, we find a, a story of, 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 of a certain man. He had been crippled 38 years. He had been waiting at the pool called Bethesda. Bethesda. He was crippled there and he was waiting. And the Bible says that every so often an angel from heaven would come and would stir or would churn the waters. As the waters began to churn, I know that there was a sound that was made. As the stirring was happening, there was a sound that was made. As people began to realize, hey, there is a move of God. And anyone, the Bible says they were sick, they were blind, they were lame, they were paralyzed. All laying there. As soon as that happened, somebody would jump in and they would get healed. This paralyzed man was lying there and he was saying, by the way, he's paralyzed. Jesus happened there. And do you know, he tells, he says, Jesus asked him, so uh, what, what, what would you want? He says, tells Jesus this story. I have been here. I've been here for so long, by the way. Whenever this the spirit moves and the, the, the things are churning here. I am just getting to move. And somebody else gets in there. This is a paralyzed man who cannot move. Have you ever heard of a paralyzed man moving? It means that he, his case was finished. It was over. When he is getting to move, he can't move. He is getting to move. Somebody else gets in there. He didn't know that standing beside him was the word of God. And the word told him, listen, your days of paralysis are over. Pick up your mat and go. Hey! I am feeling in this place today there are some people who have been paralyzed. You have had paralysis in some area of your life. You have been waiting Others, you have heard the stirrings and you have seen others getting their miracle, their answers. And you have been there and you have saying, Lord, what about me? When I am just getting to, somebody else gets it. Today is your day. Today is your day. God will want to do something in your life like you've never seen before. One as if you were some. Father, we thank you. We thank you because you are a great and a mighty God, an awesome ruler. We thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for our lives. 
that even now, even now, as we are here in this place, that you desire to move in and among us. And Father, you desire that even as we talk about time and chance, that we may do what we do in worshipping you with all of our might, with everything, not holding back any aspect of ourselves, but giving to you wholly and fully. Maybe there's somebody here who, wants, who has never given their life to Jesus. You've never done it. And today you say, today is my time. My season has arrived. I am saying today, I am giving my life to Jesus. Anyone here, you can lift up your hand and we will pray with you. We will welcome you into the kingdom of God. Anybody else? Anyone? Anyone at all? Anyone? Father, we bless you. Because you're a good God. And even now, as we just worship you, let there be the sound of release, of chains falling. Let there be the sound of paralysis breaking. Let there be the sound of victory in the tents of the righteous. Let there be victory now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we are releasing your power. We are releasing your glory. I'm releasing the victory of God in this room at this moment for your glory and for your purposes. We give you glory and we give you honor in Jesus' mighty name.